Today, <coughs> we introduce the sixth and final portion of Parshas Vayikra, and this is regarding the Karban Asham. Really, there's two kinds of Karbanos listed here. There's the ordinary Karban Asham, and there's the Asham Taloi. So, in ordinary Karban Asham, a guilt offering, literally, as the name implies, and the Ramban explains, refers to somebody that did a sin that um, is in a certain way more serious than one who has to bring a carbon chatas. The word guilt even implies that he's more responsible. There's more of an intentional element to it. And the two examples that the Parsha states clearly are Asham Ilois, which is somebody that was Nehenna, he benefited from Hektish. Although that was Beshogeg, there's an element of disregard for the Kedusha, and therefore it's worse than just one who has to bring a carbon chatas. And really, later at the end of this section, talks about Asham Gizela, somebody that had money inappropriately from a fellow Jew, whether he stole it or he had a pikadon, and he swore falsely that he, it doesn't, it's, it's his and he doesn't owe anybody anything. In such a scenario, when they become liable, if he admitted in that case, so the halacha would be, he'd have to bring a carbon Asham. The other element of Asham that we, that's actually in between those two ideas is the Asham Taloi. Asham Taloi is an interesting idea, which is where somebody um, had did some sort of a sin that would be high of karis if he knew he did it, but he doesn't know if it happened actually. There were two pieces of fat in front of him, and he thought they were both mutter. He ate one of them, and it turned out one of them was chelev, was actually prohibited, and he didn't know which one it was that he which which, which one it was. And now it turns out he may have eaten chelev. So this is an interesting halacha of carbon asham, that the guilt offering essentially pushes off punishment until he's able to determine that he actually did a sin. However, Rashi explains that similar to the Egla Rufa, when you find a person dead between two cities, there's this process of Egla Rufa that pushes off punishment for the people that would be responsible until proven otherwise. But should they actually find the murderer, he's high of Misa. Similarly here, this Asham Taloi only pushes off. It like causes it, he gives him time. Taloi, it's dependent until he finds if he actually was chayiv, and if he was chayiv, he'd have to bring a chatos following this as well. The psukim tell us how much it has to be worth, which is to slayim, these carbon ashams, as well as it has to be a ram, and other halachas regarding them. Just an interesting point that emerges from this, beautiful idea that Rashi brings um, in regarding the second point, actually. Um, actually, regarding the asham taloi, Rashi brings that um, when it comes to the Asham Taloi, Rashi brings that when it comes to the Asham Taloi, despite the fact that he doesn't know if he sinned or not, there is some sort of a kapara that's necessary. He needs to bring this Asham Taloi. So he says, since we know that the Midas Hatova, Mida Tova of Hashem, is more significant than the Mida Ra, meaning the, the desire of Hashem to give schar and reward, is more than that of something to punish. So therefore Rashi quotes a few people with different sources for this, is if there's a punishment that's associated or a kapara necessary for a sin unknowingly, certainly for a mitzvah that's done unknowingly, for some sort of a mitzvah somebody does even without intention necessarily, there's going to be even a greater element of reward, of schar associated with that. And Rashi brings a few examples for this. But what a beautiful idea is that somebody accidentally does, does a mitzvah. Rashi gives one example where somebody drops money and a poor person finds that money. So inadvertently, he's supported a poor person. If he's punished for an inadvertent sin and the midah tova, the goodness of Hashem, is greater than that of the midah ra, so certainly in such a scenario, a person would get some sort of a 
even greater schar in that way. I think this really ties back to a general yesod, which is a Kodesh Baruch was megalgal in schus zaka and chov chayov, meaning sometimes people will do something inadvertent, but Hashem causes that to happen for some reason, whether in a negative way, because maybe he's liable, he's doing something that's generally inappropriate, but also in an appropriate way, in a good way, Hashem can cause him to do something inadvertent that ends up being positive because he's a good person and he deserves that sort of a reward, even in an inadvertent sort of way. Baruch Hashem, we finish Parshas Vayikra, and there'll be one more recording on this Parsha for the Haftarah of Parshas Vayikra as well.